0: you going to help me stay in fight the world trying to play with my soul i'm just trying to find where to go i'm trying to remember the way i'm trying to get back to my home but i can't do this on my own that's why i'm just trusting in you because i don't know where else to go and i don't know what else to do what's up wolf pack i'm Shane and i'm your host on this little thing that we call the good wolf song if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome and thank you for tuning in it's great to have you here if this is not your first time listening to the podcast welcome back And thank you, especially thank you for tuning in again, your continued support. Thank you for sticking with it and for sticking with me and for choosing to hit play whenever that new episode indication popped up on your phone or your tablet or your computer that there's a new episode of The Good Wolf Song out. It's been a while. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. The last episode that we recorded was uh, middle or late April of 2020. It's now middle of October 2020 and... Wow, what a crazy year this has been. Um, if you're listening to this some years down the road and you don't know what I'm talking about, about 2020 being crazy, um, Google it. You'll find out. So whether this is your first time listening or not, um, I hope you're following us on social media, on Instagram where we're the most active. Um, we have the same Instagram and Facebook handle. It's at FeedTheGoodWolfOutfitters. And on Twitter, we are at FTGW Outfitters. Now, whether this is your first time listening or not, whether you're following us on social media or not, I want to issue a challenge. It's the same challenge I issue on every episode, and that is periodically throughout our lives, we will be going about our day. Sometimes this will come to us in a dream. Sometimes it will come to us just for no apparent reason. Someone will cross your mind. It might be somebody that you think about very regularly, but something's different about the way you're thinking about them today. More More often than not, this, this phenomenon kind of occurs and we all of a sudden begin to think about someone we haven't thought about in quite a while. It might be someone we haven't thought about for years and years. I was talking to a pretty good friend of mine this week, um, and she was telling me that this guy that she hadn't thought about in years all of a sudden popped into her mind. And I told her, I said, there, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And I'm telling you the same. There's a reason that these people cross your mind. I encourage you, and this is the challenge that I uh, that I issue: reach out to that person, let them know, "Hey, you were on my mind today. I'm not really sure why. Um, just wanted to reach out and let you know I was thinking about you. Um, how's it going? You know, and and depending on the kind of relationship that you have or have had with this person in the past, you know, use your wisdom and feel the conversation out. I'm telling you. There is a reason why these people are put on our minds, why they cross our minds. Everything is interconnected, and there's a reason that person's there. So do your part. Reach out. You do not have any idea how big of an effect that can have on someone's life. You can literally save someone's life by reaching out to them when you're thinking about them. I know that from experience. I won't share any details, but I do know that for sure as a fact. From experience, you can save a life by following that intuition. So that's the challenge I issue. Please do that. Uh, Do it right now if there's someone on your mind. Do it uh, this week if someone comes to mind. Anyway, today we're going to talk a little bit about a a very old allegory. It's about 2,400 years old, and it comes from uh, the philosopher Plato. This is the allegory of the cave. If you've never heard the allegory of the cave, it goes a little bit like this. So imagine there are prisoners and they're chained up in a cave. They're chained up about 10 feet away from a wall facing the wall. They cannot turn their heads any other direction other than to this wall, and they cannot free themselves, and they cannot free each other. They're chained up there. They've been chained up there since birth, and they are... Relatively old at this point in their lives. They've known nothing other than this cave and this wall. Now, behind them, there's a fire that burns. And as people walk by the entrance to the cave, there are shadows that get thrown up over this cave wall that they can see. From the the sunlight outside, people walk by. Maybe they're in a horse and carriage. Maybe they're uh, walking a dog. Maybe they're uh, children playing. But all these prisoners know is these shadows that dance across this wall. That's the only thing they know. They know each other, and they know these shadows, and this is all they know of life. Well, as time goes on, they, knowing only this, begin to give these things names. They name... The dog that walks by, they name the children that walk by they they 're smaller than the adults, so they give them different names there's there's uh, there 's these forms that are that are you know upright human beings that seem to be like themselves, but there 's some that 's bigger uh, there 's some that seem to have more bulk more muscular that seem to walk with more masculinity, so they name those men and then they name the the ones that have a little bit more femininity to excuse me femininity to them. They name those women. They name the small ones children. The animals have names. A bird flies by. They name that. That's all they know of life. Until one day, one of the prisoners is magically freed. And he looks around. He realizes there's something behind them this whole time. And he staggers out into the sunlight. And his eyes have to adjust. And he's Instantly overwhelmed by all these things that he's seeing and and feeling, and all these new sensations, and and this this blinding light that he the that can't get used to. Well, as the days go on, he begins to to get used to this light, and he can now see. He can see the different colors. That there's there's more than just gray and black. He can see all this around him. He can see the beauty of the forms and the shapes and the the the. The three dimensions, and he can smell uh, this this whole another uh, sense that wasn't even available to him for such a long time. I mean, except for just a couple instances of of smell, and he begins to see all these things. He begins to go to the water. He sees that there's such thing as reflection, but then he notices something that seems familiar to him. He notices a shadow, and he realizes as he walks by a tree one day, and he sees the tree, and then he sees the shadow of the tree cast onto the ground. And he begins to go over and he touches the shadow and he realizes that the shadow is only a projection of the actual form, the actual tree. And so he begins to truly understand what life really is now that he can see all around him, now that he has the full picture, now that he's not captive and chained up anymore. And after a few days, after he, he gets all this and he takes all this in, he goes back to the cave. And he tells his, his fellow prisoners, and, he, and he's telling them about this whole world that exists out there. And he's so excited, as you can imagine he would be. And the other prisoners, he begins trying to free them. You know, Brothers, I've got to show you this thing. He begins trying to free them. And they, they not only don't believe him, but they violently resist him, claiming that his freedom has caused him to go mad and they knock him against the wall and and they 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 mistreat the man and we find ourselves in life in one of two situations we find ourselves chained up prisoner perceiving only what's directly in front of us or we find ourselves freed able to experience everything able to see things and feel things and 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 partake of things that that a prisoner maybe can't. And it can be prisoner physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, financially, spiritually, in any realm. And we try to explain that there's a better way. There's a there's there's more life. We try to explain there there is it it does get better than this. And sometimes we're violently resisted. Sometimes we're we're told that we're mad. That can't possibly be. You're crazy. But there's another side of this. Because it doesn't work like that, does it? It, it doesn't – I mean this allegory is, is very powerful for, for demonstrating this concept and this, this thought. And Plato would, would go on to use this as a way to describe what it was like to be a philosopher trying to explain to people about true enlightenment, what was really there, what was really all around them versus what's just in front of them, and how not only do people tend to not believe it, but they will sometimes violently resist and become angry and furious at the thought that there's more, at the thought that they haven't become enlightened themselves. They begin to get offended thinking that the philosopher is talking down to them. It's... Fitting that many philosophers have been murdered. Not just philosophers, speakers of faith. Many voices for peace, which we might argue is enlightenment. Love, reckless love. Many that have argued for reckless love have been murdered. Because of that. So in life, we don't have necessarily this start to present being chained up. Most of the time, we look at that situation of these prisoners and we we hear that they've been chained up in this cave for their entire lives and we think, oh my goodness, how horrible that would be to, to miss out on all this. The prisoners were quite content. As a matter of fact, they thought that the man that was telling them how hard they had it was a madman. But we don't share that same suffering, do we? We most commonly suffer from the knowledge of what is, of what can be, of what should be, of what perhaps was. We suffer from past experiences. We suffer from how bad things have been for us in the past and we can't seem to get over them. We might have trauma from them. Or sometimes we suffer from regrets in our life. Things that we had, things that we chased, failures of our lives, things that slipped through our hands, And now we feel as though we've been let into the cave and then chained up. And now all we can see is the shadows on the wall. Let me speak to that person. If you've been the reverse of this prisoner and you've lived a life. And you've had what you'd consider to be a good life. And things have changed for you. And you find yourself in shackles you find yourself chained up, staring at reflections of what used to be, of what you used to know the true form of. You see reflections and shadows of things like happiness and love and family, job security, financial stability, spiritual happiness. You see only reflections and shadows of those things in your life now. And maybe you've been in a place and you've been chained up and you've been shackled for long enough that you've begun to convince yourself that this is all there is. You have descended into that prisoner mindset of, you know what, maybe this is all there is. Maybe those things were actually an illusion. Maybe, maybe I had them for a time and I'm doomed here now. Maybe that's where you are today. Let me speak to you and say that just because of where you find yourself today... Just because of what your situation may be right now. That no more means that the things outside that cave do not exist than it did for those prisoners. It can be very difficult having knowledge of the way that you'd like things to be and not having it. Arguably, you know, the old saying goes it's better to have loved and to have lost than to have never loved at all. That's arguable, isn't it? That's arguable. Oh, it's better to have, have had great wealth for a short period of time and to have enjoyed it and then to lose it than it is to have never had it. Well, that's arguable, isn't it? I think most of us would rather hang on to it, right? Well, it's better to have had loved ones. It's it's better to have had these things. It's better to have to have been happy. It's better to have had a spiritual grounding, stability. It's better to have had these experiences in life, and to have now found yourself in a place without them, than it is to have never known them at all. That that could be true, and there's something to be said for it. But when you find yourself in the shackles. It's arguable, isn't it? I want to encourage you that when you find yourself staring at the wall and all you can see is shadows dancing across it, memories that taunt you of what you once knew and all of the emotional warfare that goes along with that, I want to remind you What you see directly in front of you does not encompass all that there is. You cannot possibly see all that there is. And when you're in a situation, and you're in shackles mentally and emotionally and spiritually, it's so easy to look at that wall and say, this is what there is. This is all there is. This is all I can see. This is all, I've been led into this place, and this is all I have. That's no more true for you than it was for those prisoners. And I lean on Scripture in my life. And I go through times where I struggle with faith. I struggle with understanding as I think that all of us do. There's a scripture that I have written on my bathroom mirror. It's Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. It means that what you see in front of you is not all there is. It means when you're sitting there even over a lifetime, over years, and you're trying to process the information that's directly in front of you, you're, you're, you're going to try to build a world out of that, aren't you? You're going you're gonna to try to say, this is my world, this is what I know, this is what I can control, this is, this is what there is. But it's not. And we are, in effect, those prisoners staring at the wall no matter how enlightened we are, no matter how happy we are, no matter, how, no matter what point we are at in life, we are those prisoners against that wall. We're seeing only a passing shadow of what there really truly is out there. So I want to encourage someone today that what's directly in front of you pales in comparison and is at the very best a minimalist representation of what is really truly out there in this world. Of what can really truly be obtained. That verse goes on. The next verse in chapter 3 After trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding is in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It's easy to get caught up in what we know, what we think we know. There's a better way to describe that. And it's easy to allow that to bring us down. Especially because we do have knowledge of that outside in some degree or another. You find yourself in a, in a cave of life. You have the knowledge of the outside, otherwise it wouldn't, you wouldn't know any better, right? We face depression. We face fear. We face anxiety. Guilt, shame. Anguish. We face these things because of the knowledge of the good. I want to encourage you, remember the good and always bear in your heart that it is obtainable. And that is the moral lesson in the two wolves, the good wolf and the bad wolf, which Feed the Good Wolf Outfitters is based on, the good wolf song is based on. There is good and there is evil, and they're constantly at war with each other. But every one of us have the same capacity for good and for evil. Every one of us. It's a choice we make. It's a choice we make in the way we act, but it's also a choice we make in the things that we accept, in the philosophy that we allow ourselves to believe in and to pursue your answer may not necessarily be right in front of you. Your answer may be just on the other side of you in a direction you haven't even looked. I encourage you remember the good and i encourage you to feed your good wolf stayed a little longer my friend it's all worth it in the end but when you got nobody to turn to